hot mess, mamas. Yep, I see you. I know what it feels like to chase your kids all day. Try to catch up on the house while the laundry compounds, and you haven't even been able to take a shower for some reason. Your dreams of having kids didn't quite look like this, did they? When you were on Pinterest, you went to Instagram, and you thought that it would be so magical. Guess what? Permission to love being a mom, but to struggle actually liking it some days. Am I right? Guess what? I'm here to tell you that even though you're a super busy, sometimes crazy, stay-at-home mama, there is still a beautiful vibrancy to your life that I want to help you untap. I want to help you every single messy moment of every single day. Yes, even the poo on the floor. No too soon, you're in the right space. If you're looking for easy, simple, practical hacks and fun little tidbits that are going to make your life as a mom so much easier and way more fun because I believe there's joy tucked inside every moment. You just have to learn how to live with more intention and let go of all that stress of making it so perfect. Welcome to the anti-perfect yet super vibrant side of motherhood. The Busy Vibrant Mom Podcast with your host, Michelle Bird. Hello, Busy Vibrant Moms. Do you ever pray that your kids will fail? That's right. You heard me. Do you pray that your kids will fail? That they will have difficult times of trial? Maybe being called into the principal's office? Have some friendship drama? Feel alone? feel disheartened. This seems crazy, right? Praying that your kids really fail? Do you really do that? Nope. You heard me correctly. I and even some other good friends of mine pray that our children will fail, that will face trials here and now. Right now, when they're in elementary school, before they reach high school, we are praying that they will fail and that God will show us when they do. All right, let's jump into this difficult topic. It is kind of fun though. As difficult as these trials are, we want God to bring about times that we can be humbled before him as a parent. Times when we can learn to lean on God and to guide us, to give us wisdom. There have been multiple times that I've been embarrassed by my children and my pride has taken a big hit and I have had to swallow it and say that is just what's gonna happen times where I thought yes I'm a great parent because we all feel like we are judged by how our children perform and I think it's a huge wake-up call when your children don't perform well when they get sent to the principal's office and then they call you and you're like that's not my kid my kid's great because you feel that it's a reflection of you It's so hard as a parent, especially in this society, to separate yourself from that. And so it can be a huge blow to your pride, but that's a good thing. We as parents need to lean on God's wisdom and just be reminded that it's not all about us, that God is teaching and training our kids through us. And it's by his wisdom and he is the one who will bring about these kiddos and in their character, not us. So that's a huge thing that helps as parents to be knocked down a level, (laughs) as difficult as that is. We want these trials to be used by God to develop character in our children. 
These are difficult times and the consequences are so much smaller right now than they will be in the future. As I mentioned, our kids are in elementary, not in high school yet. So consequences at this point are easier and smaller. For example, like leaving their bike outside, maybe it gets rained on, maybe somebody steals it. So the consequences of leaving their bike out is not too great. It is kind of bad if you get your bike stolen or lost. That's a lot of money. Bikes these days can be $400 to $600 if you got a really nice bike. Maybe less. Maybe you got it at a garage sale and it's 10 But still, it's money that you're paying out for your bike that's gotten lost or stolen versus leaving your car somewhere and leaving it unlocked. Maybe your car gets stolen. Maybe it gets towed. Maybe it gets damaged. That's a far bigger consequence than leaving your bike out on the street or out in front of your house. So it's these kind of consequences and trials that we are praying for. Praying that our children would go through these trials right now so that the consequences would be small, that these would be things that we can use to teach and that they would learn in their life. Some of these very fun examples that we have already gone through, super amazing and fun. God has answered our prayers that we have had trials already with our three small kiddos. This includes my son getting in trouble at school, the principal calling me after he's only been at school for about a month and a half and realizing that, no, we're not the ideal parents, but that he lost his temper on the recess field and yelled at people and almost punched kids and pushed somebody and got mad, called another kid a name, called them stupid. It's great, great when you hear the principal's voice on the other line telling you all these things. Oh my, it just lowers your pride level. You feel quite embarrassed, but God used that trial to work through Bo and to help us build his character. It was through that trial that we were able to connect a little bit deeper with the principal to realize that he has such a heart for Boaz's character, that he really wanted him to grow in his character versus just figuring out a solution to this problem. We got to really connect with Bo and find out why did he react this way and what as Christians do we need to do? And the fact that there will be people who make fun of you or that tease you or do something that you don't like? And how do you react to that? Do you react to it by punching them? Do you react to it by calling them a name? What are we called to do when you're angry? What do you do with that anger? And how can you release it in a positive way? And how can you release it in a way that's not hurtful to other people, but still presents a boundary and that is effective in that situation? All those fun things we got to learn. Another example is our youngest one, Enoch, who had friendship drama. He is a more extroverted one. He is super extroverted and has just a few friends, as he says, 16 friends in a month that would be all of his classmates, all 16 of them. Just 16 friends, mom. He loves hanging out with people, but he is starting to realize, hopefully, 
the damage that his words can have on people and that other people's words have on him. So he and another friend had a misunderstanding where she didn't want to be his friend. And so he said, I don't want to be your friend. And then it turned out that she did and she was hurt and she was crying and he had to choose in that sense to have sympathy, to have empathy and to realize that his words matter and that he needs to choose his words carefully. We had another issue where Boaz, our middle guy, confessed to us about reading late at night. He was hiding underneath his covers with a flashlight reading books. And as this isn't super bad, we all love our kids to read. Who doesn't? This is difficult on his eyes. And he was also staying up very, very late, which meant he wasn't getting very good sleep. And the next day he was cranky and he was fussy and he was tired and he just couldn't get things done. He wasn't his normal self and he didn't enjoy the day. So he started to realize this himself and realize I'm not really enjoying my day. So he confessed that he'd been staying up late reading books under the covers. We worked out a solution. He is our introvert and he just needed some more time during the day to be by himself and to read. He was feeling that the only time he could get that was at night. We had to move around our schedule and work with him to know that this is not benefiting your body. This is not benefiting your day of sleeping, not finding enough sleep because you're underneath the covers reading. And so it was a big eye opener, I think, for him in building character of what habits are disruptive and what habits do I need to change and maybe what can I change? All those good things. Hey, mama, this episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you want to gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health or lose five or even a hundred pounds. This inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80. You have access to a personal coach who walks with you, a connected community, easy, no hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. Our oldest, Ashley, has had friendship drama that we've had to work through. Friends moving away. Very, very good friends. Best friends moving away. A year of not having many friends. A year of difficulty with friends. And we know as she enters these teen tween years, this will just continue. But God has opened up that door and allowed us to work with her and work with that character of building friends. What do you look for in a friend? Choosing wisely good friendships that are going to build her up and not tear her down. We also had an incident, I think I've mentioned this one, of our middle guy, Boaz. He broke a car window with a rock when we were at the library and he confessed to it, which was good. But then we connected with the person who owned the car and eventually my husband and Bo went up to meet this guy and Boaz had to pay him out of his piggy bank. He had to pay the consequence of breaking the car window, breaking the glass. And then 
later, he had to pay us back for breaking the glass. That was about $100. So he, at the time, he's nine now, he was probably seven, six or seven, and he had to earn $100 to pay back for this broken car windshield. It took him probably about six months to earn maybe $25, $30. So at some point we did give him some grace along the way, but it was months and months of hard work and giving his allowance and realizing what that one rock caused. And we wrote up a chart and put it so he had a visual chart on the refrigerator. Each one was a $5 bill all the way up to 100 And then every time he would give us $5, we'd cross off one of the $5 bills and he'd just raise the rest of the money until he got to the next $5 point. Those were difficult lessons, especially when I had to leave a note for this person I didn't even know and then call them and confess I was so sorry that our child had thrown a rock and cracked their entire windshield. These people I didn't even know, this sweet, sweet couple that works at the library. And so it was just heart-wrenching to call a stranger and let them know that your child has damaged their vehicle. Not something I would choose to do, but that we did. And through that, I think Bo learned a lot of character building through that. Last example is all three of our kids worked together to lie about their video game time. We have passwords set on their devices and one child, our oldest, saw the password as one of us was writing it down. And so another time she was showing off and told the boys what the password was. The boys thought that was a great idea. She did not use her device to get on games. She was pretty trustworthy about it, but she told the other two the password because she was bragging. And then once they knew the password, they oftentimes asked to read books online. They asked, can we read on Libby, which is the library application online? Or can we read on Epic? That's another online book center that they can read on. We said, sure, you can read online. It's like a Kindle. You can read on that. That's fine. You're reading. But what we didn't know is that they were using that time to play video games instead of read. So that came out. That was a difficult one because then they had their devices taken away for a long period of time. And in that stretch of time, we went on a family vacation to Carmel. And it would have been so much easier had they had their tablets when we went to maybe a winery or we went to dinner or we went to some place that required them to sit and relax. <laughs> but they didn't have access to their tablets because they had chosen to act unwisely. So then we all had to suffer the consequences of their decisions, which was especially unfortunate. <laughs> it made the trip a lot more difficult, but we got through it. Our boys have a tendency to go super hard without thinking and just run smack dab into a hard wall of consequences. They often act before they think and we can warn them and answer why we don't do things until we're blue in the face, but it just doesn't sink in until they're actually in the process of doing this action and then they suffer the consequences. Oh goodness. Are these lessons easy? Nope. 
Do they strip away our pride and often embarrass us as a parent? Definitely. Do we find ourselves mentally exhausted and asking, what are we doing wrong? Yes, daily. Do we enjoy suffering the consequences that our children create or enforcing the rules? Definitely not. Do we often joke that our kids are giving us gray hair? Yes. And causing us to drink every night. (laughs) Yes, we often do. Stephen and I often joke that that is what they're causing us to do. But we know that it's just part of life. We know that we are doing what God has called us to do as parents. And we know that we are shepherding our children and that God is building their character. We know that in these small consequences, these will be far less disruptive and it'll be far easier to learn these valuable lessons right now instead of later. My prayer for you, mamas, is that God will give you lots of uncomfortable opportunities to be humbled and to walk alongside your children as you face consequences so that in the end, your children may be strong men and women of God, that they may walk in these difficult situations, that your pride may be torn down, you may be embarrassed and be in difficult situations, but that this will grow up your children and grow their character. That they may suffer these small consequences now and grow to make wise decisions for later in life. As always, please go have a busy, vibrant day. And don't forget to come join us on our Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom where there's lots of fun tips and tricks, other silly stories about my kids, and lots of fun community building things. All right, off for today. Have a great, amazing day. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review, post a screenshot in your Instagram stories, and tag her. Pretty please. Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me and post it in your stories. Together we can change our day, spread joy, inspire others and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Thanks.